if you preserve your mental capital during these inevitable bearish periods on Wall Street, guess what? You stay focused and you respect risk, you don't fight the tape and you just let it pass, you'll be there for the inevitable rally that follows. They can harm money with the market and you'll make money. You're listening to Last Week in the Market, the podcast for self-guided independent traders. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening into the podcast today. I'm Sean Vincent. I am the voice of Last Week in the Market. We'll be joined soon by Adam Sarhan. He's the brains behind Last Week in the Market. Adam's a Forbes contributor. He's the author of the book Psychological Analysis. He is the founder and author of the FindLeadingStocks.com newsletter, where he provides his analysis of the market geared for amped traders. AMPD is Adam's investment trading strategy. This podcast is designed to use last week's market conditions to help people understand how to interpret Adam's data and use and benefit from his amped trading strategy. I recorded this conversation with Adam on Friday afternoon. It was a tough week in the market, but Adam explains how his amped trading strategy anticipates days like this and prepares amp traders how to limit their losses and live to fight another day. But before we get to all that, remember that in the market, the past does not predict the future. No results are typical and there is inherent risk when trading in the market. This podcast is for educational purposes and does not constitute financial advice. It's the week of October 20th, 2023, and here's what happened last week in the market. Distribution days, starting at the end of the day on Wednesday and continuing through Thursday and Friday. The market gave up all the gains it had made in the recent rally attempt and then some. Adam tells us what this means for amped traders. Adam says that market conditions are ripe for a crash, so it's not guaranteed, but AM traders are mostly in cash and defense is king. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, right, it's Friday, the 20th of October. It's our, our second day in a row of some, what do you call it, distribution? Yes, sir. Some heavy distribution. There's some heavy selling going on. I think this is weirdly, if you're in the right mindset, a good day to be an amped trader because, and hear me out, right? If you've already got your sell stops in place, you know what the limits of your losses will be if they get triggered. And uh, if people have been listening to us for the last month or so, uh, especially in the last couple of weeks since the beginning of this new rally attempt, right? You talked about going in, dipping your toe in. People had been, amp traders had been mostly in cash since the big sell-off at the end of the summertime. And that, you know, you see this follow-through day that happened on the 6th of October. You're looking at positions, you're getting, you're, you're stepping in, but you're not all in. And when you take on a new long position as an amp trader, you're deciding Already at that point, when you're going to get out, you set your sell stop often five to seven percent below the price that you buy. Yep. And then you know that there's a chance that this rally fails. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're in the right mindset, you've committed yourself already to this may be, I may experience these losses. 
but I'm open to the chance that this rally attempt will succeed. And although I've limited my loss, I know where that loss is going to be limited. The chance for it to succeed has no cap. I'm not right on the upside. So they call that asymmetric risk to reward asymmetric returns. You risk a dollar to make a thousand or make a million or make 10. But yeah, Sean, that's exactly what it is. Very well said. So it's interesting. There's there's a moment of, okay, this is a tough day for traders. A lot of people are, are getting punched in the face, but uh, if you already limited your risk, you already know what your sell stops are, that, that punch is gentler <laughs> and you've already mentally prepared for it. And yeah. you're already, I know from your newsletter today that you're already in the state of, okay, now we're going to start watching for a new rally attempt and a new follow through day, right? Correct. And, and like you said, very, very, very intelligently at the very beginning is that the risk is defined. So nobody knows how low the market's going to go or how far the market's going to dip. And you don't have to. All you have to know is where you're going to enter and where you're going to exit if you're wrong. And know that most trades are going to fail, which is normal. But as long as you keep those losses small over time, when you're there for the inevitable winning periods, which happen, by the way, guess what? You more than make up for the losses and then some if you let your winners run. So I'm always asked about the holy grail or the magic formula, and to me, it's the magic. It's just the the magic in this business comes from understanding all that matters is risk and reward. If you cap the risk, it means you limit the downside and you let the unside remain unlimited, virtually unlimited, or untapped, or don't cap it. That over time, compounding is just it leads to just magic. I don't know how else to say it. Magic happens. But another important point, Sean, is that in this period where it's choppy and somebody texted me today, dear friend, and he's like, I feel like I'm getting a um, nickel and diming the market or getting cut up a thousand times by a knife death of a thousand cuts. You know, most people experience thinking about pain and pleasure, pain during pullbacks, during choppy periods in the market, during distribution, because they're not making money. And what do they do? They look away and inevitably they miss the rally that follows after every red light is a green light. Well, guess what? After every pullback correction, after every bear market, we get a huge rally. So at least that's what's been in history. So past performance is not indicative of future results, but mm-hmm. we know markets behave in certain type of patterns over time and there's certain cycles. And one of those cycles is after things are really ugly, they tend to be really, really pretty. Well, and so let's, if, uh, if somebody takes any of the, charts of the indices let's just say the nasdaq for fun and you pull it way back so you can see the last 20 years maybe go back to the dot-com bubble and bust right yeah it's so funny there's a few places where there are steep declines yeah it looked like things were going to be bad but then there's a period and usually a short period where it bounces and then it starts moving back up yes and I mentioned this because you can never know when that bounce is the actual bottom, right? That's yeah. the great mystery. The future's uncertain. Right. And, you know, last week, the title of our podcast was, you know, cautiously optimistic in a weak market. Yes. It acknowledges that we know that this is a weak market. But also, yeah. you say all the time, don't fight the tape. And so right. when you see a follow-through day and you see the market rallying, even though 
you understand that some of the broader conditions aren't traditionally favorable. Well, frankly, the market doesn't always follow what's traditionally favorable. It doesn't care, right? Right. 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 Uh, and, and so there was there is good reason to believe that um, that bounce could have begun the beginning of a new long term rally, a climb to new heights. And if you don't make strategic risk uh, based, you know, acknowledging risk based decisions, then then you'll only know later when everything's going great. Like, oh, that was the the bottom. <laughs> and, and, and so that that cautiously optimistic, I think that's really key for an amp trader, right? To know that these might fail, these will probably fail. But you're not going all in, but you're making some very specific strategic bets on stocks that are breaking out during a rally in the larger market that was confirmed by a follow through day. And I think if you uh, if you get stopped out of all those, like a lot of people, I think, are by the end of today, then you can know that you made a good uh, you made a well-informed, risk-informed decision and yeah. that you've preserved, as you say, both your capital and your mental capital and you're ready to live another day. You're ready, you have the funds to, to come back in on the next rally attempt. Oh, 100%. Now, the key, Sean, there's two kinds of capital. Capital comes in two forms, physical capital, which is your money, and then mental capital, which is your mental state. And for me, I always argue or I believe the mental capital is more important than the physical capital because you could take you know, uh, all the money away from the richest guys in the world and gals, guess what? They'll make it all back again tomorrow. Not literally, but you know, they'll make it all back again. Sure. So, they know how to do it. Yeah. They know how to do it. That's the mental capital. So it's the same thing here where mental capital has almost is, is the driver and the physical capital is just a byproduct. So if you do the setups, you get the flat stomach, right? So and eat healthy, all et cetera. So if you preserve your mental capital during these inevitable bearish periods on Wall Street, guess what? You stay focused and you respect risk. You don't fight the tape and you just let it pass. You'll be there for the inevitable rally that follows. Now, mm-hmm. I've studied successful investors. You know, Sean, that's one of my passions is studying successful people, modeling their behavior, asking why are they different. And what I've learned is that success you don't get a six pack by accident. Successful people do things that unsuccessful people don't want to do and they're disciplined and they check, they make rational, not emotional decisions and, 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 but one of the most important things is that they're disciplined and they keep their head focused and they stay in the game. It's so easy to get distracted, to get turned off, to look away, to find a new shiny object or to come up with some other kind of defeatist or victim mentality. The market's out to get me, they're out to get me, whoever they are, so on and so forth. It doesn't help you. I did that for years. It doesn't help me. When I started to win was when I took responsibility and took control and left that victim mentality out, mindset out or pessimistic mindset out. Just delete it like you delete a key on the keyboard. Delete it and then replace it with the optimistic side, with the ownership side, with taking full responsibility for every single thing that happens to me. Good, bad, or ugly, doesn't matter. It's just an external, it's an event. How I react to those things, that's what defines winners from everybody else. So you can't control what happens to you in life, but you can control what? How you react to it. It's one of my core beliefs. And in the market, same thing. Stay focused, stay engaged, stay disciplined, and over time, you're going to do very, very well. 
but you got to be there and you got to stay engaged. I want to I want to let our listeners know that the sound that they hear behind you is the sound of the market crashing today, correct? <laughs> no, we're hanging up the TV and then that's the sound of the home wall. You have a contractor there. Yeah, no, I just wanted to acknowledge the noise. Um, so that mental capital uh, it's is maintaining the the spirit to stay in the game and to know that these these days are inevitable. It's part of it's predictable. You know, we didn't know it was going to be today, but we had talked about the difference between anticipating and predicting. You you anticipate as an trader that there are going to be days like this and you're going to get stopped out and you're going to the rally attempt that you hoped was going to work didn't. But you know that you kept your losses small. And now I loved your newsletter this morning on findleadingstocks.com, which is basically now we're just watching for the next the next bounce, the next rally attempt. And then we're going to start counting to see when our follow-through day is, when that rally attempt is confirmed by an increase in the market, right? The indice we're watching by 1.5% or more on heavy volume. It. And that's it. And now it's, now, it's, now it's wait and watch. Yeah, 100%. And we also had some short ideas too, if people want to short the market there, but that's a whole other story. But yeah, Sean, it's just that simple. I mean, look, losing most things in life are simple, but not easy. Losing weight, it's calories in versus calories out. All right, we get it. It's simple, but it's not easy to do. Making money, it's cash flow in versus cash flow out. Simple, but most people don't have quote unquote enough money. So it's the same thing. It's We don't have to predict the market. In fact, I strongly suggest people don't do that because it's impossible to consistently do that successfully. Mm-hmm. All we have to do is just stay aligned, stay in harmony or harmony is what I call it and stay in harmony with the market and you'll make money. But you really have to be humble and you've got to be able to put your, your ego at the door and just stay focused on the important things, which are respecting risk, knowing the future's unknown by, the def, by definition. And that's okay that you're going to have a lot of losses. If, as long as you keep those losses small and you stay in the game, you stay focused, you'll be there. When the market turns, you're going to have a lot of wins. And those wins are going to be more outsized. They're going to be much larger than the losses. And then over time, you do very, very well. But I can tell you, Sean, the best time to be invested in the market is as early as possible in those new bull markets, in those new runs. And that's what happens after all these pullbacks. So when the market pulls back, look, for the month of October, we're still got two hour, an hour and a half or so to go before the close. The NASDAQ 100, the QQQ, just erased its gains for the month. The S&P 500 for the month of October is now down. The Dow Jones Industrial Average, the month of October, guess what? Down. The Russell 2000, down. The Midcap 400, down. All of the indices last week were below the 50. Now they're all down below October. They're all down for the month of October. So the stage is set for a crash. I'm not calling for a crash, but I wouldn't be surprised if one happened. Perfect timing. And on cue, the guy's drilling the home wall. So <laughs> we've got to always be prepared. And that's it. And if you're out of the way, it doesn't matter if the market crashes. In fact, it's good. Why? Because you don't want people to lose money, but amp traders are out of the way, number one. Number two, we've been mostly in cash for months now and sidestepped a lot of this damage. If you notice, you can, tell, you can go into the reports and see them. And more importantly, after this crash, quote unquote crash or pullback or digestion or correction or bear market, whatever ends up happening unfolds, guess what? You've got massive gains on the other side of this. 
So that's why I get very optimistic. But right now, to be very clear, the path for a big crash, the ingredients are all there. Yeah, Whether it happens yeah. or not, I don't know. But I wouldn't be surprised to see it happen. Well, the M in AMPT is for market conditions. And right now, the market conditions, they've been getting, I think, increasingly worse, despite what we saw the market actually doing this month until now. And, and be honest with me, Adam, I think how the market's performed in the last couple of days is sort of a confirmation of what the market conditions seemed to be indicating. And now it's confirmed it. And we see, you know, yeah. So it's almost, Sean, that's actually a really good point. It's almost the opposite of a follow-through day confirms a rally attempt. We now have a follow-down day. That's not really a word, but I'll, I'll throw it out there. And that yeah. confirms a, the market's going down. Remember, markets only do three things. They go up, down, or sideways. They go down. It happens. It doesn't happen often. Over time, over long periods of time, they go up. But there are periods where they go down. And we're in one of those periods where it's going down. So why try to fight it and all that kind of stuff? Just, hey, listen, we're in a down phase. Let it go down as far as it wants to go. And you've got some of these indices I'll show in the weekend report that are breaking down below support. And guess what? It's an, The environment is very weak right now. It's the exact opposite of an environment that's very strong. We've got a series of lower highs since July, lower lows. We've got the market breaking down below support. There's virtually no leadership out there. Even leading stocks are getting hit. Tesla fell hard this past week after reporting earnings. It broke the 200-day moving average today, and it looks really bad from the technical levels, going back and retesting the August low. And you've got a stock like Netflix that gapped up on earnings just all the way up. Guess what? It's right back to its 50-day moving average. Not even near its September high, August high, or July high. So there's just a lot of damage that needs to be repaired. And more importantly, Sean, we still have a slew, a plethora, any other adjective you want to use of earnings coming out. We're still so early in earnings season, a lot more quote-unquote damage can happen or a lot more progress can be made on the upside. I still sure. remain cautiously optimistic because the monthly chart remains bullish. The NASDAQ 100, the S&P are still forming handles. They're ugly handles, but they're still handles nonetheless. So we still can reverse and go higher, but we can also head much lower. So we'll take our time. We'll see what the market tells us. But the most important thing, the message this week is just stay engaged. You don't have to stay long, but just stay focused because when this turns, no one's going to expect it. And it's going to turn almost what feels like on a dime and then just rip your face off rally. And then people look back and go, oh, my God, I can't believe it. What happened? Well, they spaced out. They didn't look. They got distracted. And I want to make sure AMP traders are focused and they have their heads in the game. Yeah, when you look back at the charts and you see that that bottom of the dip, no one could have known then that that was the bottom of the dip. And I heard one time that you can't be in the right place at the right time. You have to be in the right place all the time. And it seems to me that when you talk about an amp trader being vigilant at times like these, what you're looking for is uh, keep engaged. We're going to watch it go down, it looks like, for a while. And then at some point, it's going to bump up. Now, we can't know that that's the bump that's going to lead to a new rally or whether that's just a daily fluctuation. But then if you count the days, watch for the follow-through day, that's the green light that says now we can be cautiously optimistic again and look for... Uh, stocks that break out and tip your toe in the water. And uh, that might be the end, or it might be another failed rally attempt, at which case you've kept your losses small and you live to see another day. A hundred percent. And by the way, Sean, that's, that's a really good point because it talks about several things. One, 
if it continues to go, let's just say it gets a 1987-style crash. Okay, we're out of the way. So what? Let it crash. Right, we're not for cash, then we're not bleeding. 100%. So if, you're def- if you have a defensive stance, which is prudent since July, we've been more or less saying, or at least since August, yeah. defense, 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 a little blip of, hey, we tried to rally in early October, that quickly failed. Okay, still defense, defense, defense. It's no surprise if we do crash. If you look back at 1987, which I might actually do this weekend, you gave me some inspiration here, thank you. Nice. Um, in the weekend report, I'll go through the charts in 87 and I'll show people, I'll show members on findingstocks.com and, and I'll tell them, hey, this is what happened. If you go back and look, before the market crashed in 87, you already had a ton of just really ugly damage on the major indices, which, kind, which is reminiscent of what's happening right now. So again, Stay in the game because we can turn. Look, if we get peace in the Middle East and a truce, a ceasefire, guess what? This thing can rip higher in two tenths of a second. We already saw Hamas today release two American hostages. Hopefully, they release them all. Hopefully, we get a peace deal done. Whatever the case happens, this ends and goes away. But I don't think it's going to happen. But I'm hopeful it will happen. That being said, the market can easily rip higher. All right, everybody, that's the podcast for today. Thanks for listening through to the end. We'll be watching next week to see if the bulls show up. They try to start a new rally attempt or whether it's the bears that send this slippery market into a deeper decline. Until then, as Adam always says, keep your losses small and let your winners fly. The stage is set for a crash. I'm not calling for a crash. But I wouldn't be surprised if one happened.